T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. We have Fahad Nazar in the studio. He is the official spokesman for the Saudi Embassy in Washington, D.C. He is in St. Louis. I don't know if it's the first time we're going to find out. Fahad, how are you? We've had you on the air before, but it was certainly uh, not in studio. It was on the phone. Welcome to 97.1 FM Talk. Thank you. It's good to be with you again, and uh, this time in person, Mark. Have you been here before? I have not. This is actually my first visit to St. Louis, a beautiful city, and, uh, you know, looking forward to having a good conversation with you as well as others. So any, have you gotten around? I'm just always curious about impressions of the city, and I don't know how much you've been even throughout the Midwest on your travels, but it's a little different than the coast, uh, certainly New York and, and Boston or L.A. or something like that. Right, and maybe we covered this in our previous um, appearance, but so we, our leadership maintains a, a robust and ongoing dialogue with the leadership in Washington, D.C., with the administration, as well as both leaders on both sides of the aisle in Congress. At the same time, it's become apparent to us long, long time ago that the United States is a big country. So as you leave Washington, Americans, I think, outside of D.C. have slightly different perspectives, different interests, different concerns. So whenever possible, we do take the opportunity to travel and to speak about the importance of the relationship and also to learn from Americans about, you know, the great things that are happening in the various states. So Sue comes in today. She takes a look at the program sheet. She sees that you're going to be visiting with and says, why is that? So I'll ask you that question. Why are you here in in St. Louis, Fahad? What's the purpose of the trip? Right. Like I said, I think it's important for us to engage with as broad a, a spectrum of Americans as possible. Our relationship with uh, Missouri is important, but so is our relationship with the United States, obviously, more broadly. But we have important relationship with essentially every state in the union. Uh, and again, from, a, from an economic perspective, mainly or not? Economic to a great extent. So certainly the business community in, this, in the United States is very much interested in what's happening in the kingdom. I think I mentioned last time that we unveiled something called Vision 2030 back in 2016, a series of economic and social reforms. Uh, the business community is very much excited about the opportunities that that represents. And uh, obviously the business community varies and the uh, economic base of every state varies. So whenever possible, we do like to travel, we engage in conversation and see how we can broaden this relationship on an economic front, but also academic institutions, for instance, are very much interested in partnering with various universities and colleges in Saudi Arabia. That's interesting as well. So are you visiting some of our colleges and universities or not? Not this time around, but hopefully uh, next time. And it's not just me who travels. Her Royal Highness Princess Rima bin Bandar, the uh, ambassador to Washington, D.C., does 
even more traveling than I have. It's She's been to both coasts, but she's also been to Michigan and Florida and Utah and other states. And now that we're finally over COVID, I hope, uh, we, we look forward to traveling in person a lot more. So how did, how did COVID uh, affect the kingdom and what was the approach? We didn't let people go to parks and beaches here, so I don't know what the, you know, the compare and contrast was, but can you walk me through that at all? Right. So I think we took some pretty strict measures. Uh, we acted fairly uh, early and uh, we took, and we seriously, we took it as a serious public health threat. And the thing that we did right, I think that we invested a lot of resources into digitizing our medical and healthcare service well in advance of COVID. So in, in that respect, we were a bit maybe more prepared than most countries. So we were able, for instance, to do contact tracing pretty effectively. We were able to vaccinate the population fairly effectively. And so, you know, three years in or more, we still have for a population of 35 million, we have under 10,000 uh, deaths, which is still a lot. But it's again, it's uh, it's all relative. Do, do you have I'm curious about this, just impressions of um, we can broaden this beyond COVID. But I, I'm always curious. We all have impressions of different countries. And if we haven't been there, different cities, I would say, you know, for example, people don't have the highest impression of St. Louis right now based on some of the things that have happened in the news with crime. But we what I hear a lot from people who travel, whether it's to um you know, I don't know if it's Europe, Middle East, or China in particular. The infrastructure is brought up as being particularly strong compared to ours. It, it, do you have an impression about that? Trains, you know, air travel, things along those lines. Are we behind the rest of the world in that, in your opinion, or not? I'm not. I'm not asking you to break bad on the U.S. I'm just curious. Sure. Yeah, I mean, as far as Saudi Arabia is concerned, uh, part of the vision is developing our uh, infrastructure, transportation, and otherwise. So. We're, investing a lot of resources into that. We believe that, I mean, geography-wise, we're strategically located. We're in two major waterways, the uh, Red Sea on one and the uh, Arabian Gulf on the other. We believe that we can become a regional, if not a global hub. So we're putting a lot of resources into that. We're uh, creating new ports uh, and airports as well. So, but, you know, the United States is is great on many levels. And, uh, you know, it's a leader in many fields. American companies have been in the kingdom for many, many years. And, you know, we're keen on maintaining that relationship. But we're also trying to broaden it to bring in some, some of these American companies that are cutting edge of the new technologies and innovation. So the U.S. always does well no matter what challenges. So serious face. question here. Is there a push? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing not, but maybe there is because you guys are ahead on technology or at least, you, you know, try to stay ahead of the curve. Is there a push for EVs? Do electric vehicles exist in the kingdom? And what's the prospect of that? Just out of curiosity. Right. So we do take climate change seriously. We are investing a lot of resources into renewable energy, both uh, wind and solar. We are. We actually lucid uh, technology to lucid motors uh, does have a plant in Saudi Arabia and uh, they've begun manufacturing and assembling cars and selling them there as well. So, you know, we're working on multiple fronts to confront uh, climate change. At the same time, we will continue to produce hydrocarbons because we have a comparative advantage when it comes to producing them, but we will say, also yeah. make sure that they are as clean as possible. So, Refresh my memory on Vision 2030 and what that's all about. Fahad Nazar is with us. He's the uh, official spokesman for the Saudi Embassy in Washington, D.C. He's here in Missouri on some business. What was Vision 2030 all about? Right. So the vision was unveiled back in 2016 by His Royal Highness Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And 
The objectives is to diversify the economy, to empower every sector of the economy, and also to enable every segment of society to make sure that Saudi Arabia not only pushes this new and exciting stage of our, our development process forward, but that Saudi men and women can compete with their counterparts around the world. So we have basically, in many ways, we've created some sectors from scratch over the past five years. So we've invested a lot of resources and really created uh, a tourism sex, uh, a t- tourism sector from the ground up. We've created a an entertainment sector from the ground up. We are investing a lot into housing, health care, information technology, renewables, as I said. And I think American businesses appreciate these opportunities. And, you know, every time I go to the kingdom, I run into a lot of uh, American business men and women trying to explore what the opportunities are. What What's the entertainment f- built from the, the ground up? What are you, what are you doing differently there? Move, movie industry related or otherwise right so again the entertainment and tourism sectors are are kind of connected so we have recently realized that saudi arabia has a rich and diverse history we have a lot of islamic history but some of it predates uh, islam so we have a number of unesco world heritage sites maybe the most famous of which is al-ula which is a nabataean tomb city in the northwest of saudi arabia and that has already been the site of a number of Hollywood movies. So you're getting uh, production happening. But we also have a predominantly young population in Saudi Arabia. 70% is under the age of 35. So 70% is under the age of 35. Right. And it's 35 million people living there. So <laughs> invariably, we've, again, realized that there's a lot of talent in terms of uh, you know, musicians, uh, movie makers, really any form of art. We are building that industry from the ground up. And we're beginning to see some very interesting works in all art form. Fahad, tell me about, somebody else was describing the line. What What is the line? Because this is kind of fascinating. Right. So the line is the residential section of Neom. And Neom is a, a region, it's one of the giga projects that, that's being built in Saudi Arabia. It's basically a smart city that is being built from the ground up. Um, I spoke to an official at Neom, and he described it best as Neom will be the place where we demonstrate that you can live in complete harmony with nature by employing the most advanced technologies available. So we'll have various sectors. There will be an innovation hub. There will be a research center, a business center. Scenically, Neom is, is beautiful. It is on the Red Sea, so it could potentially and will be a tourist destination. There's a wellness center and a health center there. Uh, it but is it's, w- I don't want I don't want people to get lost here. It's basically like a, a described as a smart city, right? It, it, it is, yeah, right. And uh, the line is the residential area of it, and the entire Neom Giga project will be powered by uh, renewables. The city itself, I think, will present a, a leap forward in ur- urban living. They will not have any cars. Uh, all the infrastructure will be underground. Everything will be within walking distance. So it really represents fresh thinking out of the box thinking for Saudi Arabia. And I think once all is said and done, uh, people, I think, will be impressed. And, you know, every time I go to the kingdom, I'm seeing more and more, not just businessmen and women. I'm seeing a lot of tourists from the United States and elsewhere. Think, And this is very gratifying for me personally to see that people realize that there's something special happening in the kingdom. So 
snark, snark. You know what snark is? Sure. Does that translate? Why are you trying to ruin golf here in the United States with all this LIV stuff in Saudi Arabia, Fahad? Right. So, <laughs> as far as Saudi Arabia is concerned, our promotion and investment in sports is a win-win. One, it does help us diversify our economy. It is generating thousands of jobs. It is improving the quality of life for both Saudis and non-Saudis alike. And also because of these investments, we suddenly have thousands of young men and women who are competing in sports for the first time. I wrote a piece for the Washington Institute for Near East Policy, which is a a think tank in in Washington, D.C., just just this past week, uh, focusing on this issue. And I led the article by focusing on the reaction of a young soccer player, a female player, and her reaction when she scored a goal in a friendly tournament. She was literally in tears, tears of joy. She was congratulated by everybody. This was not like the Men's World Cup. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't being viewed by a billion people. The stands were maybe half full, but that meant something to her. And I, I hope that people realize that every measure we're taking in the kingdom, whether it's related to sports or not, our main objective is how to advance our interests and how to make people, Saudi people's lives better. So we, we obviously, look, we're being honest. We got a lot of issues in this country. Our government does things that many of us who live throughout the country do not uh, approve of. But you've, you've got some things in Saudi Arabia related to Jamal Khashoggi and other things that people, you know, if I sit here and I do an interview with you and I don't bring some of these things up, then my audience is going to say, wait a second, you gave this guy a pass on these issues. Now, we're not going to probably get to any kind of solutions or a serious conversation, but there's got to be business people and even tourists that would say, look, we, we hear these things about Saudi Arabia. We don't know exactly what happened. Those are troubling. Again, we got troubling things here. What do you say to that? Right. So we never claim to be a perfect I think like every country, we, uh, we certainly have made mistakes in the past. We'll probably make some of in the future. But when it comes to the Jamal Khashoggi murder specifically, I think we dealt with that uh, resolutely. We acknowledged that this was a heinous crime. It was an affront not only to our values, but it was also an egregious violation of our laws. The people behind it were held responsible. They're doing long prison sentences. And we also took concrete measures to make sure it doesn't happen again. At the same time, I think it's important to note that something like that has never happened in the history of Saudi Arabia. And the reason is it is simply not who we are. It is not how we resolve our differences. So I think it's unfortunate that some people are trying to define us through this isolated incident. Um, So we will continue, certainly personally, I will continue to make sure that people realize it's not who we who we are. And, uh, you know, when it comes to human rights, we, uh, we're we reforming on multiple levels. We have a human rights commission. We're signatory to multiple treaties and conventions. So it's very important to us. How long are you here in, in Missouri? Not long. I'm, oh, really? uh, I'm going back uh, tomorrow morning, but it's been a great trip so far. And I've had great conversations, uh, this one for sure. Were you here yesterday or just today? No, I came in, I flew in this morning. Because the weather was beautiful yesterday, and you get kind of crappy weather today, unfortunately. That's why I asked. It's warm, but we just had such a beautiful day, and we've had a great stretch. Is there, like, what's the worst, translate to Fahrenheit if you can, I'm not smart enough to do it, but what's the coldest, does it get cold in Saudi Arabia? My, my, I envisioned that it wouldn't, but I'm probably wrong about that. No, actually it does. So, you know, the Saudi Arabia and the United States do have a lot of, in common, but there's also a lot of parallels. One of them is as you move from north 
to south or uh, east to west, that the climate changes, yeah. the topography changes, the, the dialects, the food, the, the uh, attire changes. So uh, Riyadh, for instance, does get pretty cold in the winter. So I was there a couple of weeks ago, and it got pretty chilly at night. So it was in the 50s, if not actually oh, 40s. My goodness. It's in the 50s in this studio right now. <laughs> it feels a little we warmer than that. pray for your soul. Mark, but well, okay. no, I get it. Well, yeah. listen, thank you for coming in. I know you have other stops to make here. Um, I appreciate the fact that we, you know, we connected uh, a couple of months ago on the phone, and thanks for coming into St. Louis, and maybe enjoy some toasted ravioli and things like that. And for the love of God, don't get shot out there in downtown. Do you have your Kevlar? Sorry, no, I can't resist. Really, Sometimes the snark just comes out, Fahad. No, what can I say? No, I'm really enjoying uh, my visit, and uh, always a pleasure to speak with you. Good Mark. to see Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.